Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Andrew McCart, IFL TV, and I've got to say I'm delighted to be joined by Mr. Tarek Zena himself. Tarek, it's the second time you've done IFL TV, the second interview, but the first with me, so it's an absolute pleasure to meet you, my man. Absolute pleasure to meet you too, Andrew. Thank you very much for having me on here. It's going to be good. My pleasure, my pleasure. Now listen, obviously you're the first professional boxer from the Rock of Gibraltar. Um, yes, sir. Let's just go back a little bit then. Obviously, Gibraltar is a, is a small place. Uh, there's probably many boxing clubs there. So how did you how did you get into the sport coming from Gibraltar? So believe it or not, for a lot of time, there was one gym in Gibraltar. It was called Ernest, Ernest Boxing Gym. And uh, all the kids from Gibraltar used to go there. As you know, Gibraltar's got a 30,000 population. So uh, it doesn't take many gyms to accommodate all the kids who want to fight. So there was one gym the whole time that I was growing up and that was the gym where everyone went to. But now there's actually two gyms and they're doing pretty good. I believe it or not, we have a second professional boxer from Gibraltar. He fights, I think, in the super featherweight division and his name is Tyron Butterji. So after me, my fellow gymmate, we used to train together for years, has finally made the, made the step. And now we have two professionals out of the rock. Oh, there you go. Listen, you're starting a trend. Tarek, you're starting a trend, which is, which is good to see. Um, well, you're a professional boxer. I'm looking at Boxrec as we speak, and obviously, listen, you're, it looks like you're doing very well. You're 12-0, and 0, eight knockouts. Uh, your last fight was, uh, was a majority uh, majority draw out in uh, Ontario, Canada. Yes, I can see you're unhappy with that. Talk to me about that fight. I mean, look, that fight was, uh, it's definitely a very good question, Andrew, because it's a, definitely a story worth mentioning. So that fight was actually in Ontario, California, which is okay. just outside of LA. Uh, and it was for the WBO Latino title against the top 10 in the world ranked opponent in Jesus Saracho. I don't know if you watched the fight, but if you do watch it, the commentators were saying, can this guy fight? I was completely unknown to everyone in that moment in time. So I was just brought in to make my opponent look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, you know, brought in as a... You know, that guy had 13 wins, 11 KOs, so he had heavy hands. And I was just brought in as a, you know, padded record guy. Mm. And uh, 
just there to put on. But what what they didn't know is I've been training. I was that camp for that fight. I did it with Joel Diaz up in Indio. So I was getting top class work. And uh, obviously with all the experience I've gained here in Tijuana as well. So I had a lot of uh, tools and ammunition in my bag that no one knew about. If you look at the scorecards, one of the judges gave it to me and two gave it a draw. It doesn't take a genius to know what happened there. Uh, but, you know, we learn from it. We go mm-hmm. forward. It was uh, such a great experience. I put on a show uh, and I'm very excited to to do the same on another big stage and a top level fight. Because, Andrew, I, I don't want to be in it for, you know, these little small hall shows, these little... I'm not worried to put my own the risk. I want to get in there with the top guys. Let's go, anyone. And I'm now currently number 10 in the UK. Yes. So anyone above me, let's get it on, you know? Well, that's the in- interesting thing, Tarek, right? Is because you are number 10 in the UK in a division which in the UK is is stacked with with, with talent, with O'Hara Davis, Jack Catterall, Adam Asin, guys like Harlem Eubank, Dalton Smith. Uh, there's probably more Lewis Ritson as well he's he's a former British champion and down at lightweight as well so them alone are some talented talented fighters but you've yet to to fight professionally in the UK even though you do hold a a, a British passport coming from the rock as well Um, but you've yet to fight in the UK obviously is that something that you're looking forward to is that something that's going to happen in the future What's going to happen after this interview, Andrew, is I will get my break in the UK. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. I've come out here to, to Mexico. I've, I've built my, my wealth of experience. I've gone to America. I've got that experience. I actually used to train in Leeds. Right. And one of the main reasons why I left was because when the lockdown came, the whole boxing show shut down. So I was like, if I want to make something out of my sport that I love, I better get out of here. So that's why I came to TJ, to Tijuana, Mexico in the first place. And now... I'm still here because what did I notice is that the level here was way above the British boxing level. You know, there are a lot of UK boxers that I respect. Uh, within my division, the one I respect most and I and I like is Jack Catterall because he did what, you know, a lot of people didn't expect him to do against Josh Taylor. Uh, you know, it is what it is. But all the other, the other eight above me, they're all hype jobs, uh, specifically... I mean, I'm not going to say any names, but there's a lot oh, of hype jobs in, in the UK. Please do, Tariq. Please do. Look, <laughs> I, I, you know one problem with the UK that I that I don't buy into is they tend to hype these fighters as if they're the next big thing. And then the moment they face someone worthy, they get found out. I mean, look, I, I'd, I'd love to fight Adam Azim, Dalton Smith, uh, Harlem Eubank. Uh, who else? Lewis Ritson is already past it. You know, uh, he's a good fighter and whatnot, but he's already passed it. Robbie Davis Jr. probably not going to come back from that ankle injury. Casey Benjamin just came off two fights, a loss. So I doubt he's going to want to take another risky fight. Kane Gardner, I don't know who he is. I've never heard of him, but I know he's fighting Pierce O'Leary mm-hmm. on, a, on a Frank Warren show next. I've studied all these names, Andrew. I know all of them, one by one. I know Ahara Davis is just a hype job, talks too much. I, I, Josh Taylor made him quit. I'll probably make him quit if we fight, you know. So any of these guys, you know, Andrew, in the UK, they all love to protect their own. They all love to like, oh, you know, let me try and make as much money as I can before I get in a risky fight. But what legacy is that? If you want legacy, you need to get into risky fights. You need to get into real, you know, 50-50 fights. And when was the last time two prospects from the top 10 faced each other? Try and name me two UK guys with undefeated records or with very good records that faced each other, put it all on the line. It's very hard to 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 name any of that because it does rarely happens. Everyone's trying to protect their fighter. But then what happens is 
they fight all these guys who are barely coming to win. And then when they actually do step up by going to America or have, having to face a live opponent due to ranking, they get beat. So many, I could give you so many examples. Uh, let's talk about recent upsets. Look, Ramla Ali, she fought that Mexican from Tijuana. She got mm. KO'd. She's going to rematch her now. I don't know how that's going to go. Gary Cully was uh, said to be this next big lightweight thing. They brought him a guy who's finished. That guy, Jose Felix, is not even that good in Mexico anymore. They don't, they don't need him anymore. So they took him over and he just beat one of the highest prospects. You know, uh, who else? Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, Lee McGregor, he fought a Mexican from TJ, mm. Eric Robles, for the IBO world title. He got beat as well. It was a good fight, but he got beat too. So what happens? Every time they step up, they get beat. So what does that mean? They're doing something wrong, clearly. Mm. You know, I know. So, I know. So... I, I, I listen. I think it. What we need to do, we do need to see um, these young guys fight each other and put their own on on the line. We've seen it with the heavyweight division as well, especially domestically here in the UK with the guys like Fabio Wardley, David Adelaide, and and uh, Fraser Clarks and stuff like that. So, and I think you're right because I'm an old school boxing fan, and I'm, I remember I was I was born in the eighties, but I, I didn't watch the boxing in the eighties. I was too young, but. The Haglers, the Hearns, the Leonards, the Durans, all these Thank guys you. fought each other, rematched each Thank other, lost, they lost against each other, but it didn't do nothing to their record. It done something to them records, but it never done nothing to their their emo, their their legacy, if that's what we're, uh, word we're looking for. Do you know what I mean? And I, I agree with you. We, we do need to we do need to um step up a little bit and face each other. And I think that's that's what boxing needs. Not just the you know, domestic scene here in the UK. I think world boxing needs that right now. Hundred percent. And you know. They, it made them more of legends, man. The four kings, everyone talks about them. I, actually, my favorite fighter is Marvin Hagler because he'd get in there with any man, any time. You know, he went to England, beat Alan Minter. Mm. Hagler, man, legend. Sugar Ray, Roberto Duran, Tommy Hearns. You know, the four kings, everyone knows about him. And that's exactly one of my points on this interview, Andrew. Any guy, excuse me, I was about to sneeze. <laughs> any guy in the top nine, if they have the 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 peanuts, the, the cojones, as we say here. Let's mm -hmm. get it on, you know? Let's get it on. Any any promoter, matchmaker, Eddie Hearn, Frank Smith, Frank Warren, uh, Saul Ambrose, Ben Shalom, let's get it on. You know, now this next hype thing and coming out of the UK is obviously everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. Adam Azim, Adam Azim. Man, if you watch his last fight, it was flatter than, than a flat tire. You know, he looked average at best. There's there's guys here that I don't that no one even knows who look better than that. I'm not trying to roast him. He's probably still learning. Even he said after the interview, oh, I'm only 21. What does that mean? That your performance was shit and you're trying to justify it. But mm -hmm. the problem with that I have is, why are you trying to hype yourself as if you're the next, I don't know, Amir Khan or something, when, when, when you're not, you know? So let's get it on. Test yourself. If you truly believe you are what you say you are, put him in someone who's a live opponent, a true live opponent. That kid he fought, that Aaron Fanyan, Guess who he lost against? The Mexican from, from the South. Mexicans from the South are not even as good as here in Tijuana because there's not much, you know, mm. uh, good sparring opponents, not much. They just have a big pair of, you know what I mean? And they, and do, yeah. they, they dare to step to the fighter. And that was his only loss against the guy from, from here, from, from Mexico. So that speaks volumes about why am I here and what am I doing here? You know what I mean? Well, we'll see, but the the Mexicans that come to the UK and and I, I've said this a couple of times is we all know how tough Mexicans are. You can stare, you, it's almost 
stereotypical, you know they're tough and you know they're hard to knock out and you know they're come forward and they can all bang. That being said is that with these Mexicans, there's not a lot of tape on them as well. So if you're fighting for a big fight and it's a, as like for Lee McGregor, for example, the IBO world title, there's no tape. There's absolutely no tape. So you can't study, you can't really look. You know he's a southpaw, but what kind of southpaw is he? The Mexican style southpaw. So that it's the unknown. And we've seen it with uh, Lara. Lara's not an, wasn't an unknown when he came over the second and the third and the fourth time. And do you know what I mean? You know, Andrew, it's very funny that you speak about that example because that was one of my examples that I had noted down to mention, the Joshua Ritten upset. Believe it or not, when that fight happened, it was February 2021, and I had already been in this country for about four months because I came here in October 2020. And I remember in November, I went training down here in a gym called Sona Norte, and that gym is known. Mungia trains there. Navarrete trains. A lot of top guys train there. And I remember seeing Lara there sparring, and I remember he threw this hook and... Just the air of the hook had this tremendous power to it. And I was like, man, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, he's just some guy from Mexico City. I was like, all right, cool. And then a few months later, that fight gets announced. And obviously, I used to train in Leeds. So I know people that know Josh Warrington. So I, I spoke to my ex-coach in Leeds. And I was like, uh, Keith, how's it going? Look, you know this guy, Josh Warrington, is fighting. Please don't overlook him because I've seen him spar. And he is, mm-hmm. he's got some heavy hands. And everyone who knows Josh Warrington, he's the come-forward guy. You know, he's not going to stand there and jab you. If he was a stand there and jab you guy like Lee Wood did, he would have beat Lara easily. But he's the complete opposite. Mm. So I kind of called it before it happened. And then after that, my my coach in Leeds had a higher respect for me because he was like, damn, man, you actually called it. And that's what you're saying. That's Mexicans for you. Classic Mexican style. Hands up. Take take two to give one. Mm. You know? No, that's, that's the thing. and I mean, it, it is exciting because I think... If you had to pick a style which is fan friendly, you'd probably everyone would probably say the Mexican style. I mean, it's it is the fan friendly style, and and that's why it's exciting. That's why we probably bring the Mexicans over to to fight our contenders, is because we know we're going to get a fight out of them. Of course, because... and it tests your contender to see if he's actually worthy of the investment that the promoter is going to make. Because many of these guys, they look great against all these journeymen with a hundred losses, hundred fifty losses, but then the moment they actually mm-hmm. face a guy who actually hits you back and is not scared to take a punch, you know, everything changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many examples that I can go into, but, you know, it's not worthy. But you, you know what I'm talking about. And, and my, 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 my thing is that, is that all these guys, all these top nine guys, let's get it on. Let's see if you're actually what you say you are. Let's see if it's all, all if it's actually substance and not hype, you know. Let, let's get it on. Let's see if, if, if you're actually... Put your uh, money where your where your where your mouth is. So what do you what you you said there when I asked the question about coming over to the UK and that and you said after this interview during this interview. So what are your plans now going forward? Then is it are you looking to come to the UK and try and get back on the scene over here? I mean, look, I've not even got into the scene, so how am I going to get back into it? <laughs> well, I haven't got into it in the first place. But what I do know is this: look. Currently, I'm working with uh, two fantastic managers. They work together. Vadim Kornilov, who's, I, I think everyone knows who he is, is uh, Bivol's manager, Butaev, and all these guys. And the other one is Gabriel Barron. They work together. I'm currently working with them. So anyone watching this, if you do want to get a hold of me, you can message them or drop me an Instagram DM or an email. You know, it's very we're very accessible. Thank you to social media and stuff. So 
that's one of the reasons why I started working with these guys because everyone knows them. They're very easy to get a hold of, you know, world famous managers. So I'm going to try and, you know, pressure them to tell them to get me into the UKC because I feel like the UK needs a, a guy like me who's not scared to risk his own, who's going to come to give the fans what they want. UK fans are world famous. Everyone knows how great UK fans are. And I'm pretty sure my character, my fighting style is going to gel perfectly with that. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, it's just a matter of, of finding the right guy who's going to give me the opportunity. And I'm confident it's going to happen post this interview. Because someone will watch it and think, you know what? He's right. Let's get him on. Let's see what this guy is about. And I promise you, I won't, I won't uh, disappoint. You know, it's, it's just a matter of time. I see guys from this city getting matched all the time. Recently, actually, uh, that card that Joe Cordina, who's another UK fighter that I that I like and look up to, because he went in there with serious operators and he and he showed up. You know, I like him a lot. Uh, and uh, he's fighting in Monte Carlo on November fourth. And one of the guys fighting Suleiman Sissoko is from the same gym where I train at, Isaias Lucero. Another fifteen and 13 KOs or something like that. That's a great great matchup. You know, mm. so it's just a matter of time before my name gets put into the hat. Well, that and I'm, you know, what you've got me intrigued. To be honest, Derek, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually intrigued when you do come to the the UK to see because, like I said to you, the prospects we have here, the guys like Dalton Smiths, Harlem Eubanks, Azims, Ohad Davis looks like he's going to get his shot at that um, WBA World Title. Uh, and there's actually a, a Scottish guy who's undefeated called Martin Crossing, one of my one of my countrymen who's who's doing quite well as well. He's ranked just behind you in fifteenth uh, or fourteenth, I believe. Um, so we've got some good prospects here, and, and I would like to see them tested. And if you're that test, the way you're talking, the way you're you're you're, you're confident in what you say, I'm intrigued. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to see when you do come across to these shows. Hundred percent, Andrew. Because look, I'm not in this for money. I'm in this for legacy, man. I want my name to be remembered with guys like Marvin Hagler, Sugar Ray. This guy, Tarek Zayn, I went in there for any man, any time, any place. You know what? If it even came down to it, I'd do this for free. I love fighting. I love this mm. sport. I'm not even kidding. I would literally fight for free if it came down to it, because that's how much I love this sport. You know? Let Let's get it on. Let's give the fans what they want. It's a fight at the end of the day. What's the worst that can happen? You get knocked out cold. No problem. Get up and fight another day. You know, it's boxing. It's, it's a brutal sport. When you signed up for this, you knew your life is on the line. So why are you trying to... It's like, oh, uh, let me let me sign up and to start training in the gym, but I'm only going to do a certain amount of weights because I don't want to 
you know, step up too much in case I hurt myself. Is that why did you join in the first place if you're gonna protect your O and fight all these guys with a hundred losses and all these guys who haven't fought in two years or all these old men who barely have anything left in the tank? Man, everyone, all of these top nine guys, they're all young. They're all none of them are past their peak. They're all within the age range of 25 to 31, 32, which is your peak physical age. But let's get it on. What do, do you not believe in yourself? Do, do you not trust in your ability? Do you, do you think the hype is not true? You know, there's got to be some sense of doubt going on within their mind because if there wasn't, they'd be willing to put it on the line. They'd be willing to actually face someone who's going to come and put it on them and actually test their skills and hearts and, and, and peanuts and, and see if they're what they say they are. You know what? I, I, I like what you're saying. Like I say, you're, you're speaking with confidence, and I'm like I say, I'm intrigued. But I've got to ask, since that you are in Mexico and you are from the Rock and you've trained in the UK, how would you describe your style? And have you adopted that Mexican style, or are you still a little bit more off from that a little bit? I mean, look, boxing, uh, Andrew. As you know, styles make fights, right? And uh, one style is never going to get you to the top of your game. Sooner or later, you get found out if you can only do one style. So, obviously, it'd be stupid to tell you that I'm a full-on Mexican brawler because look at me. I'm a, I'm a slim, somewhat slim guy. I'm very tall for my weight. I'm a six-foot, 140-pounder. That's quite tall, right? So, obviously, I use my range and reach a lot. But one of the main reasons why I came here is to develop that, that Mexican style mm. because... The complete fighter is a fighter who can do many things and can adapt to whatever his opponent brings. Now, if I'm facing a guy like I faced in my last opponent, Jesus Saracho, he was short, very big and strong. I'm not going to stand and trade with him in the pocket. You know, why would I fight a Mexican in his own game? Mm. You know what I mean? That's like if I face a Cuban, I'm not going to try and dance with him and jab with him. Right. I'm going to try and sit on his chest and hit anything that is hitable. Right. So. For me, my style, if I were to describe it, I'd tell you it'd be a guy that adapts to whatever the opponent brings, which is, as we know, is what all the greats did. The Floyd Mayweather, the Roy Jones, the, the Terence Crawford most recently, uh, you know, the Andre Wards, uh, all, all the legends that we know, they adapt to to whatever the opponent brings. Obviously, I've got my base of, of you know, rangy, good jab, good, good, good straight punches. But when it gets down to it, and I have to bite my mouth guard and plant my feet, I can perfectly do that. Sparring in Mexico is not learning. Every spar here is an absolute war. Hmm. So you need to learn how to bite your mouth guard and trade two for two, one for one. You know, so luckily uh, from my experience that I've gained here, and don't forget, I've trained in the Joel Diaz camp and uh, Tijuana is right across the border from the US. So, you know, LA is right next door. As you know, all the, a lot of great fighters train there. So I've managed to build a wealth of experience when it comes to fighting different styles and to experiencing different guys. You know, I've even fought, uh, sparred those guys, you know, those very defensive, mm. very hard to hit sort of guys. And that, and again, pr presents a completely different challenge. You see, that guy, I have to sit on his chest and be fully Mexican and just punch wherever it lands, whether it's the ear, the neck, the, the hip, wherever the ref allows, you know. So it just depends on my opponent and what my opponent brings, what are his strengths, and then, then I'll slightly adapt my style to, to beat the opponent, you know, try and knock him out, because nowadays you can't leave it to the judges, so. 
I've got to ask before I let you go on and enjoy the rest of your day as well. You did say that you're not in it for the money and you're in it for the legacy. Now we've seen fighters like Frank Martin not willing to face Shakur Stevenson because he's getting a little bit of a cut. We saw that Shakur Stevenson didn't want to fight Devin Haney because he was only getting twenty five percent. And so we are seeing we, we, we well. On the, the flip side of that coin, Devin Haney did take less to fight Cambosis the first time out in uh, Australia as well. So do you think that fighters, especially young fighters, that want to get become the top dog, they need to be the underdog, they need to be the, the small dog first before they start earning that big money? So take getting that opportunity to face the top dog. Is that sort of your mindset? That if right. the opportunity came, you would, but you'd go for the top dog, take less money, and the fact that you're confident in your mind that you're going to beat him, and on the back end of that, you'll make your money. Why would I choose any other path? Everyone knows if you cut corners, you're going to get found out. And there's so many examples I can bring up where guys cut corners, cut corners, cut corners. Then when they get that shot, they get wiped out. Because cutting corners, boxing is like life, right? Sooner or later, the truth will come out. If you think you're going to cut corners and... and uh, eventually make it to the big stage and think you're going to win, you're just lying to yourself. You know, you have to go through the hard road. You have to uh, go through uh, trials and tribulations and, and, and something that's going to test you. And what if, what if deep down you don't have it? What yeah. if when the going gets tough and you have a guy who you're not going to knock out and he's going to keep coming and you just think to him, you know what, I, I can't do this and you stop. So in my mindset, answering your question is, of course I want to go through the hard way. The only way is the hard way. You know, I don't want to, I've got a lot of amateur amateur achievements. I won the biggest uh, amateur tournament in Europe, King of the Ring. I won gold. I won a belt as the best fighter fighting for England. And I've won the Yorkshire Championships. I've got to the final of the ABAs. Uh, I fought for Morocco in the before COVID. I was going to go and fight for Morocco for the Olympics. But I've got quite a few amateur things, but I chose the back door because the back door entrance to the to the big stage is harder than the front door because mm. in the front door you get all this silver spoon treatment and all this hype put on you you start your your own sense of reality starts to get distorted you start thinking you're something that you're not and that's the biggest mistake you can make in a dangerous sport like boxing because sooner or later you will get found out you know so like i said for me obviously Shakur stevenson these guys are at the top level so there's probably a lot of things involved that i wouldn't know about maybe you could teach me the politically and stuff like that but Frank Martin, I actually uh, sparred him. I did about two or three weeks of sparring in, in Dallas with him. Uh, I think it was about a year and a half ago. He's a top fighter, you know. So I'm pretty sure his decision to turn that fight down was due to many reasons. But I don't know why did he do that, man. Like, if I got a chance to fight, I don't know. Let's say, let's say Linares gets injured and they call me to, put, to fill in for him against Jack Aaron. Mate, I'd, I'd take that with both hands mm. you know but that's me uh, I'm still coming up the same Frank Martin is already made he's already top five so I don't know maybe I, I don't know why he said no I know he's a top guy I know he's tough I know he's got he's got the, the nuts for it but I, I couldn't tell you you know but uh, you know for me it's like Loma I, he took I think it was what $200,000 less to fight Teofimo for the Undisputed that's, that's a legend in my eyes man mm. you know Usyk was willing to take what is it like? Twenty percent against Fury. Thirty percent, yeah. Or something. Uh, yeah. And 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 they did. Now Fury's fighting some next man in in MMA. You know that that's not a legend, man. You know, uh, my respects for Fury have have gone down a level because he had the chance to make history, to be the best heavyweight in UK boxing, 
and take over the name of Lennox Lewis as number one. But now with what he did, right, we don't really know. Right, well, like I said to you, before I let you go and enjoy the rest of your day, I do I do have one final one, one quick one. Do you have a message for all the the UK fighters out there, the fighters that we mentioned at the beginning of this interview, the Dalton Smiths, the Harlem Eubanks, the O'Hara Davises, all them guys, do you have Adam Azim, do you have a message for them? I mean, the message is pretty pretty clear, and if you watch this interview, you'll know. If you think you're as good as they say you are, if you think your hype is real, and it's not just hype and it's substance, fight me. Let's get it on. Because I will come to their backyard, to Sheffield, to London, to Manchester, anywhere. I'll come and I'll put it on you and I'll make sure you get tested. You know? All these guys, if you really don't want to sit in your cocoon and safe haven and come out and, and test yourself, let's go. Let's get it on. Sooner or later, one of them's going to get it. There's no doubt in that. There's no doubt. It's just a matter of time because I've ticked all the boxes. This is the next step, you know? So Eddie Hearn, Frank Smith, Sourland Bros, Ben Shalom, uh, Frank Warren, get in touch with my managers, drop me an Instagram message, drop me an email. Let's get it on. I'm ready. I'm ready. And like I said, I love this sport so much. I do it for free. Mm. Let's go. That's all. Derek, listen, absolute pleasure to speak to you, man. Hopefully this is the first of many because it was a good chat and I enjoyed it. And like I say, I'm Thank intrigued to the, to the day you do come over to these shows and get a fight. I'm going to be it there. It happens. 100 no I will be there. Thank you, Andrew. And uh, thank you for giving me the, the chance to talk to you. And like you said, it's the first of many. And, uh, and you know, it's just a matter of time, my friend. It's just a matter of time. Listen, Tariq, keep in touch, my man, right? And you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much, Andrew. Have a blessed day, mate. See you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.